Hey folks, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? And all you have to do is head over to Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. You pick two to five players, you get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with my promo code, PullHitter, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with pull hitter at the promo code and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. All right, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D. You can find me on Twitter at DeadPullHitter. Just wanted to give all the listeners a update on the Pull Hitter Patreon. If you're not a part of it this season, still time to get involved with it for the rest of the season and into the offseason as well. I'm going to be doing a ton of offseason content. I'm going to be doing daily podcast, a dive on one pitcher and one batter minimum per day, as well as mining the news, going over current draft boards of draft that I'm in, stuff like that. It's going to be a ton of stuff. So if you're finding yourself lacking of content for fantasy baseball in the offseason and you want to keep up on it all season long, I'm going to be doing it. So uh, come check it out. Now, you get a free week trial if you go to patreon.com of the first $5 tier, and the Discord is amazing. Great conversation going on there. Great insight into fantasy baseball and just baseball in general. So, check it out, and just remember, in the offseason, if you're looking for some good offseason fantasy baseball content, I'm going to be there for you providing it. So, enjoy the show with me and Dom. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pull Hitter. I'm here with my buddy Dom at Bullpen Guru on Twitter. What's up, Dom? How's it going? Yeah. It's uh, hanging in there, just uh, trying to not pay attention to my team. It's, it's uh, yeah, you know, right. sputtering down the stretch. Sputter. You know what? I, I, I've heard that word so much today, and it, it just got me to question the word, too, in general. It's a funny word to say, sputter. Yeah. Well, you I know? guess it, it's probably more my own doing. It's not really sputtering. It's like complete <laughs> nosedive. Are you nose diving hard? Yeah, my own, my own happening? fault. Yeah, I, uh, bad moves. Know, just, just picking up shitty two-star pitchers and uh, letting them just destroy all the, all good work, my actual pitchers have done all year, and I just continue to do it and uh, without, without any regard for for the rest of my team. Um, so you know, I'm learning a hard lesson here. Chasing a uh, wins or K's, or you just. Um, yeah, K, K's wins, um, you know, trying to monitor the matchups, trying to look at, you know, what I can in terms of what I think is, you know, like Gavin Stone. I was like, oh, you know, he went back down to the minors, completely changed his pitch, pitch mix, looked way better, performed way better. Now he's coming up. He could potentially get two starts. And that was just a complete disaster. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, the, I kind of I missed the boat on saves, which is weird coming from somebody that 
works with Greg and for reliever recon, but I just I pushed the wrong buttons with saves this year and kind of had to pivot and just decided let's uh, let's go after wins in case. See what it, so we, what I can do. Um, in the meantime, my offense started really picking it up, making moves, and uh, I kind of sunk my pitching a bit. So mm, if I had just mm. stayed the course and said, hey, I have faith in my hitters, just you know, make sure I, I'm yeah. not torching my ratios, then I'd be in a much better spot today. It's tough because, you know, I think we – we're microanalyzing everything we possibly can <clears throat> when we're doing fab, when we're setting lineups. And sometimes like this weekend, I just took a step back and I was like, I dove into Andre Jackson a little bit, you know, more than a little bit. And I really liked him two or three weeks ago. And he just changed. He started throwing more pitches out of the strike zone. The slider location was off, all that stuff. And um, I picked him up to do the two start and I dropped him. <laughs> I know. Well, and I smart, dropped them. You're a smart yeah. man. I know because we were t- we were texting about it, and I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm really torn. I was really torn on it, and then uh, and then uh, like I told you before we started, I was like, I thought he might get an opener in front of him, so I was like, all right, I'm not I'm not so concerned now. I figured, all right, they'll throw lefty guy in front of him to face you know Abrams to start start the game. He maybe comes in the second second or third inning faces the bottom half of the order limits his exposure to Abrams not super concerned about the rest of the Nats offense um, so that was like mm-hmm. my justification for it but I know everything you said like made total sense to me and I was just like <laughs> my, I'm, I'm down on money and I was like I, I can't I can't I, I oh, yeah, can't replace it I, so you just kind of yeah. have to go with it right exactly yeah. honestly I thought too if like um, because he it was also the kind of player too that I wasn't going to have a, a full bit list for there was again with limited amount of money i don't want to just force it just to make a move so there was you know there was x amount of guys i was i was looking at and i figured if i didn't get those guys i'll still keep them on my roster but at some point too i said to myself even if i don't start them <laughs> like um I, that was even a discussion in my head because again i didn't want to waste too much money um but he he just and he was on my like the last cut that I made, and yeah. I just felt good about it. You know what it came down to? I don't know. There's there's, there's no deep analysis behind this. There's no, um, I don't know. But I looked at my team and I said, you know what? When I look back at the end of the season, am I gonna be mad if Kenta Maeda had a bad game? Or Gavin Williams versus Texas had a bad game, or will I be mad that I threw Andre fucking Jackson and got shelled? Like, yeah. what's gonna make me at the end of the season say, "Why'd you do that, Rob?" And yeah. to me, I don't want to look back and say Andre Jackson. And it, again, that's just I'm saying Andre Jackson lost your season. It he didn't really right. It's all no. it's all the one thousand innings you decided to pitch beforehand, but still. That's the way fantasy is, is the the last guy that makes a mistake or does something well, won you the league or lost you the league. But, you know, obviously it's the accumulation beforehand. It could have been a move you made three weeks ago that was the deciding factor. You know, it's not Andre Jackson's fault, but that's the way we think. And I didn't want to have that in my head. So, um, 
I didn't, you know, I didn't, I had, I didn't try to go for as many upgrades um, as possible this week. I had a like, decent amount in my team and I just wanted to make sure, um, you know, that I wasn't forcing anything. Actually, in one league, I didn't end up Jackson, dropping Jackson. He, I didn't get the, you know, the four guys I wanted. So he still, he still ended up on my team and I'll try to get rid of him next week, but I didn't start him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, but stuff. I mean, yeah, like I said, when I, it's part of the process. Like when I was down on money, I kind of laid out pictures that were available to me weeks ago. And I was like mapping out where I thought guys were going to have two starts and what, what they looked like at the time. And, you know, that that's kind of where my decision point directed me. So I kind of have to, you know, deal with the consequences, I guess. The issue was I was between uh, starting Jackson or starting Cal Quantra, who I picked up this week, and I was like, "It's like, yeah, I'll take the two. I'll take the two starts and hope that I get more strikeouts and maybe, you know, they. I figured they probably have equal chance of a win. So, you know, whatever. I, Enough about my I team. I also, I also took a step back and um, I pulled out the process, you know, by Jeff. Jeff Zimmerman and Tanner Bell and it flipped open to the two the two start page, the two start section. There's a couple of sections with two start information in it. And I just try to do that. I tried to do that a lot more often this year than I did last year, which is great about the process because the book never gets outdated. Um, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not just stats of a player it's actionable stuff yeah it's legit research um that can really help you and i opened up the two-star section and you know one of it one of a, a couple of the highlights from what i was reading was was that i'm not gonna say everything because you guys should just go get the book if you don't have it or just wait for the new one to come out in november december but um essentially at certain times of the year April, September, where there's higher turnover of that guy who gets like Andre Jackson is at risk for getting rocked Monday and not even getting the second one. Right. Because he's Andre Jackson. He's not Blake Snell, you know? Yeah. Yep. So again, it's a good resource. And it's also, um, again, I always go to it because there's stuff in it that makes me pull back from what I'm doing and saying, yeah, okay. I, I, Let's be a little smarter about the, some of the decisions that we're about to make this week. So yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good advice. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's crunch like, time though, baby. I mean, yeah, this no. is nuts. Like I, I, my, my heart is is racing on some nights, um, because, and this is what, this is what, I will say is the difference between high stakes leagues and home league that. Um, maybe people don't process about like, oh, why do people always talk about these league sports? Because um, there's several reasons. But one of the things that makes it more intense to me is because how much money is on the line. And with every decision you make, it, it's not a couple hundred bucks. You know, it's it's, it's way more. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, there's something about making moves and pressure and making moves that, have to be highly thought out and highly calculated, you know, because can't just willy nilly your way through the season unless you, you know, 
he's just rolling in the deep cash, so and it doesn't matter, you know. Um, which some people are like that, you know. They, 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 they can afford to play seven main events, and if four of them suck, they don't pay attention to it, you know, because right. it doesn't yeah. matter to them. Not, yeah. not me. Like my my auction lead that I'm eighth in, that have been eighth in all season, is the one I I <laughs> I sometimes find myself like, why am I spending how much time on this team because. I hate seeing that number. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I yeah. want to do better than that. So, um, but anyway, yeah, yeah no, it's crunch crazy. time. It, yeah. Like, and especially my, both my leagues are like insanely close. Like, both my mains are, I would say, like the top eight teams in both league, uh, in both leagues are like super bunched. The, the mm. team that's in first in both those leagues is, way ahead of everybody but everybody else is jumbled like i'm i'm moving like five points on a daily basis up and down like i can go up to 103 i can go down to 91 92 um and i and i'm like so yeah it's it's uh really tight and like that's the one thing i noticed in um when i pulled all the fab data this week and we'll go into that in a little bit but like you know when I, when I looked at some leagues, it looked like there were some leagues where there was like two or three teams bidding and like a total of maybe like five ads. And my league feels like there were 40 ads the last, like each of the last two weeks, like everybody's making moves. And uh, just like, I wish I just had like a, a league where I could get one of these, you know, five ad leagues. Yeah, there's there's a league that had six ads this week. There's a league that had nine ads this week. Another one that had nine. And I feel like mine, yeah, were uh, twenty over twenty in each in each of mine. So wild fluctuation um, in terms of the activity. So, but it's that time of year. Oh yeah, I mean, in both of my mains. Um, this past week, only six teams, you know, in each league made moves. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, the week before was a little more, but it's amazing how one week just made such a big difference. But like you said, it it, it, it could be if teams are out of money, a team could be waiting. Um, you know, if you do have $5 left with a month, are you apt to spend it immediately on a person you think can help you more or are you? Are you gonna be like I'll save until I I'll try to fly by until I need it, need it, you know, and and then I'll use it. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. The the one thing I was thinking about, um, we can go into the fab in a second. But the one thing I was thinking about was, um, are you considering like a game one sixty three at all? No, 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 no. So no, you're not no, going to no. save any, like any couple bucks, just in case. No way. The... No, 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 no. All right. So there is a rule in place for baseball where um, they won't be playing any extra games, right? There's tiebreakers in place, and what is the tiebreaker? Had the head you said? Yeah. So the so they have five. So the first five. one's the first okay. one's head to head. So I guess if they you know if they split, then they go to interdivision record, then intra interdivision record, mm-hmm. then the last half of in, intra-league games and then the last half of intra-league games plus Jeez. one. I don't know. So, yeah. So, they, they have mathematical equations in place to ensure How about that a home no... run derby yeah, between right? your be two your players of your choice? Well, so that's good. Yeah. So, uh, no. And and honestly, um, yeah. I, 
thought about this too because I'm going to uh I'm going to a music festival the last weekend of the season. Um and you know, I, I I'm gonna be listening to a lot of my favorite bands, really good bands, and I can't You're gonna either you, have really runs, good memories of those yes, songs or you're yes. gonna always associate terrible memories with those hundred percent hundred percent i did this like five years ago um it was my first music festival and it was out here by me in in asbury park new jersey the see here now festival and it was on the beach two of my favorite bands the lumineers and dave matthews i was in heaven i was and like i um i won so before I even started NFBC, it's crazy to think that that life even existed for me. <laughs> um, and I remember winning <clears throat> both of my leagues, my head-to-head league championship and my Roto League on the pretty much the, I just pulled ahead in the last day in Roto on the same day. And that's why that day was like, oh, that's in my memory forever. But I, I remember when I was going to book the trip. I said, I can't, there's no way I'm doing fab on a Sunday night. And I was like, okay, the season ends that Sunday. But then I was like, oh, what about tiebreaker? I said that to myself. And that's, <laughs> I kind of, you know, <clears throat> I remember that. No, can't happen. Can't happen. So yeah, we can't, we can't have a tiebreaker, which is good. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't save money or even work around it if, if, if it was possible because uh, I don't know. Could, yeah, yeah, it's it's such a remote chance that yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I gotta worry about the week in front of me. And yeah, yeah. So, I right, so you you teased a little bit about the fab stuff. Um, it's so hard right now because even when I'm looking at the ads and drop, then I'm like, what is this team doing? But it's such a quick reaction. Obviously, there's so much that's going on with every individual team. Mm-hmm. You know, this person's loading up on steals. Um, so they're getting rid of like I don't know, you know, JD Martinez or whoever. It's just yep. they they don't need certain players, um, and it's so team dependent, so league dependent. So that's why when we're looking at it now, and it's also too right. It's like Jordan Lawler. It's like didn't go in every single league, or right. we only went at forty out of fifty three, which is. Yep. I mean, if he would have if he would have came out, you know, six weeks ago. Um, we would have saw monster, monster, like Royce Lewis type numbers for him, you know. So yeah. it's just funny how um, things change. How it yeah changes and how you know when you look at the pr- price and you're like, oh my god, you he went for three dollars in like half the leagues and like yeah, no one's got any money, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so the you know we talked about it before we started recording, but I thought the most interesting thing this week I wanted to look at was. Because as I was pulling the data, I was just like, it just feels super light in terms of like the volume of ads. So, um, you know, this week, um, 414 teams made additions to their team, which represents only 52% of the main event contest. So, um, so that made me start, you know, looking at the last couple of weeks before that. So last week, the weekend of Labor Day, um, 465 teams made ads, which is 58% of the contest. And then the, you know, the week before that it was 62%. The week before that was 66%. So like basically more or less, we're seeing like a 5% attrition rate each week, the last 
month, whether it's due to people running out of money, um, checking out, you know, running out of money or checking out, or just, you know, saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I can't compete. I'm not going to bother spending anymore. Um, I'm just going to let the teams that are in competition fight it out. I, I realize, you know, certain people like you're not one of those people that is going to, you know, act that way. I'm not somebody that's going to act <laughs> that way. In one of my competitive leagues, um, there are, there are free contests that I have checked out and I've just decided I'm not going to make any fab moves after, uh, Series of events happened. Josh Young broke his thumb. Wander Franco went to jail or whatever is going on there. Um, I was just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hide this team from uh from my list. I'm not gonna make any more fab moves on it. I'm pretty much out of it. Um so yeah, so I mean that happens, but the fact that you know, really half your league, if you you know, follow the numbers there. Half your league isn't making moves. You have a lot less competition for the guys you are looking for. So if, if there's any, um, I don't know, like advice or anything like that, just keep that in mind that, you know, you're, you're, you're competing against probably like seven or eight other teams at this point for guys, not 15. So that'll use that to your advantage. Yeah. Without a doubt. And it's so it's so interesting how um, compared to last year, where um, you know I think we're a, a lot more aggressive this year, in like let's say weeks one through eighteen ish, but like nineteen through twenty and twenty one last yeah. year, it was like double of what we spent this year, just because we had more money last year. <laughs> but the last three weeks have pretty much mirrored the same pricing so we came to the same point <laughs> at, you know at this time of the year or a similar point where we were last year um now's the time if everyone has that number in their head they probably picked uh you know 10 bucks for three weeks or 15 and you yeah. start team you know trying to get that spot and then being a little more wiser with your money mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. i mean and then in terms of just like the player movement um, you know, I, I, I agreed with you in terms of the Lawler thing. Like it was interesting to me to see that the most popular player added only one guy was added in 40 plus leagues and that was Lawler. So he wasn't even added in all leagues. Um, and nobody else was added in, in more than 29 leagues. So it, to me, that really shows me that, um, you know, obviously not only the whole aspect of people checking out and stuff like that, but also just the fact that like you have to be selective with who you're adding and people are looking for different things at this point. And, you know, there were some leagues where people said, Hey, this like stud prospect that came up for a team that has playoff aspirations. And, you know, he's a power speed threat in the minors. I'm not even going to add him because, you know, there's just certain things that I need more. Plus, you know, the diamondbacks, schedule is not conducive you know compared to other players in the pool with uh you know them having a five game week next week that's not ideal um obviously he didn't really hit the ground running striking out about half of his at bats um and it looks like he also might be potentially like a short side platoon guy cuz based on the fact that he wasn't uh 
like I said, hitting the ground running, he has sat against the last two righties. So um, maybe the collective, uh, you know, competition may have been right in, in their, you know, hesitancy in being fully on board with Lawler. Yeah, I'm shocked they're actually doing that, to be honest with you. And I just think that's more of maybe I'm just trying to create this narrative. I don't I got him in one league, but I mean it is what it is. I, I I'm not gonna spin anything into effect here, but I think it's mo- a little bit has to do with his um his his hit by pitch in the hand too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um but I don't know. All it takes is a couple two, three hit games or whatever to, to, to for them to be like, all right, um, you know, yeah, good, yeah. Or maybe you know, maybe I don't think he's gonna come anywhere close to the at bat thing, so that shouldn't really be a worry, right? Um, yeah, I, I, and I think he's got the potential to be. Obviously, it can't be as big as an impact that was for Matt, Matt, um. McLean, but he had a terrible <laughs> debut and a terrible week. Yep. And I feel that had a lot to do with his suppressed cost compared to, um, you know, uh, Voice Lewis and um, some of the bigger offensive guys. Like, drawing a blank right now in my head, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a bunch. CES I mean, and yeah. Ellie. Um, a, lot, a lot of those guys came up on weekends too like if yeah. and McLean came up they announced his call up on a Sunday like after like it was before Fab ran but I remember we had a full week of seeing McLean play before we got to bid on him as opposed to a lot of these other guys where you only have one or two games on Friday or Saturday um, before you you know you have to make a decision on him so I, I remember and we we touched on that uh, in the weeks after McLean came up where we were like yeah remember when everybody like poked holes in matt mcclain after like a week you know and we're still and we're still going crazy for all these other prospects that that are coming up um and we only see them for a game or two and we're still you know throwing a ton of money at them but um yeah, yeah like like mervis you know um so yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i i agree that that could definitely be a good comparison um yeah who who was the next uh biggest guy to go tyler kinley 29 Mm -hmm. 29 leagues um yeah closer um and and that's the thing for for all the talk about how closer jobs aren't opening up and um you know i would say like over the last month has been pretty great for trying to grab closers on the wire um it took a lot longer than you know people that were looking for saves on the wire would have wanted, I'm sure. But, you know, I've heard a lot of people say like, Hey, in September saves are going to be available. Um, and this just proves it. And, and this week upcoming, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I think that'll continue as well with, you know, um, Kenley going on the IL, uh, Azale, going on the IL. So it'll, it'll keep, it'll keep going. Um, after Kenley, Evan Carter, was added in 26 leagues. You know, I think he's a pretty nice replacement for Adolis. Um, but another guy looks to, at least he'll be on the strong side of the platoon as a lefty batter for them, but um, he doesn't seem to be getting everyday playing time. 
Um, but, I, you know, I, I've been impressed with what I've seen from him. Um, he seems to be holding his own pretty well. And um, I haven't seen any news with the Dolls, but I would assume that his knee injury is going to keep him out, um, at least for the rest of the regular season. I can't imagine that he's going to be coming back. Yeah, I would assume so. And it, it's, it's pretty close to be at a time where you got to ramp up and come back, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I like the way Carter looks. Um, him him, and Lawler. Lawler chased a bunch of Jordan, uh, Justin Steele sliders inside the, the one game that he started. Uh, I think it was the early Friday game maybe, but everyone's been looking stupid versus Justin Steele slider inside. But um, both of them, Carter, Lawler, they just seem to have a good presence up there. They seem to have a good game plan. They don't really seem too overmatched, you know, and for like young dudes, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, like I said, I got a little, I got one Lawler. It was a tough decision in, in dropping Noel Mate, who I picked up only two weeks ago for nine bucks, but there's so many mouths to feed in Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I really liked him. I loved the skills he's showing with the 115 max EV, the six for seven on the base pass. But I was like, how much is he realistically going to play? And it just becomes annoying at some point to really have to try to chase that playing time. Um, and the red schedule too, right? The last couple of weeks, I think they have far and away the least number of games. Um, of the teams remaining, yeah, they only have 11 games left after this week. So they have a six-game week, a five-game week, um, and only five, you know, at, if you cut him last week, only five of their last, or sorry, only six of their last 17 games were in Great American, right? So yep. 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 I think I think all that logic makes sense to me for the cut. Yeah, yeah, I had to. Shame. Ah, I don't like being that cutthroat, but um, I did get uh, Kinley in one spot. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's tough with the uh, with the Rockies, like, it is because I did yeah. the Justin Lawrence thing too, and, and yeah, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible, honestly. It was in a league, it was in my uh, my super auction league where where um, things with Jason DuPont, it's one unbelievable league. I sent you a picture of it, and mm-hmm. not only we're battling each other, we're battling each other at the same categories too. It's really nuts. Um, have the same exact batting average. I always marvel how that can be the same after all this time, you know, and all <laughs> the six, the sixty four hundred plate appearances. You know, how how did that happen? Um, Law of large numbers uh, over, over yeah. large period things, yeah, you know, end up in the same spot. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but closers weren't going that <clears throat> expensive in the last couple of weeks, and I don't per se need them. Um, I won't be able to catch someone in front of me, but it was more of someone kind of loaded up behind me a little bit to try to get a point. So. Mm. I kind of noticed that, and I said, uh, you know what, I, I have to protect against that because for a while um, I was just rolling, well, I had Batista, 
and then Batista left. Yep. Uh, and then I had Matt Brash on the team, so I entered him. He got me, I think, one or two that one week. We picked up a couple back-to-back weeks where he had a couple. And <clears throat> I was, I picked up Tanner Scott uh, ahead of when Robertson uh, lost it because I was just using him for ratios and Ks right. um, as is. And he just landed into him. But I still needed, like, something – um, just a little more to kind of uh, feel good about getting ahead, you know. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And I, mean, I picked up a save today, right? Um, the one out save from Robert Stevenson, who again I've had for two weeks because um, it's ratios and yeah, I really like to hit that two week middle reliever. Um, great ratios, you know. They're gonna get a lot of work. And... Yeah, with with the race schedule, the last those last couple weeks. Um... They, I think they had like 14 straight games or 17 straight games, something like that. Um, so yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, um, but that's that was my reasoning behind Kinley. Um, it was just really to try to and and in one OC, the one I share with Ryan Venancio, if we have any chance at just getting into the money for the overall, we're kind of right outside of it, like 30 ish. Mm. Um, we just needed to pad up some extra saves, so we picked up him and Ottavino just to. Um, point. You yeah, know. I'm not gonna. Ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, make noise all the way up at the top. But and obviously, I think I've talked about this. But even like 20th place is only like 500. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, at this point, you know, everything becomes a game. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had uh, who else? Josh Young. Josh Young. Yeah, I took a shot yeah. on him in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, seems like he's going to be back potentially this weekend. So, like that, I guess my only hesitancy is, you know, his, his uh, calling card is power, what, what the power is going to be like with his thumb injury. Um, you know, mm-hmm. last year, obviously, after he came back from his shoulder injury, uh, you know, he had an insane strikeout rate, which, you know, he was never really an issue from coming up throughout the minors so um not you know the injuries are totally separate but i guess my concern would just be like is is he going to even be able to get into the power that he showed early on but um Mm -hmm. you know he went largely you know seven bucks on average um i kind of i this is a recurring thing i i i uh screwed up my bid list on on one of my mains and i if i had done oh. it right i would have gotten gotten him for a dollar he didn't go in my league um so we'll see if that ends up hurting me or not i got a couple of the other corner infielders i wanted with montero this week so um not left without anything but if i had done it right i was like why the fuck didn't i end up with josh young and i looked and i was like oh i set the same bid list twice what the fuck did i do Man, so, you, yeah, it's uh, it's a risky move right there, you know. Uh, what yeah. happened? It's, it's you know, this is what I get when I don't set I my I don't set my my fab until nine o'clock on Sunday night. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So then, I mean, after you crammed it all in, yeah, crammed it all I, in. You know, but I think you have valid concerns about the risk thing because, um, I mean, even his own teammate. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Hyde. Jonah Hyde. You know, yeah, been, exactly. He's been. I mean, he's been. 
he came he's, back and he's been all right. But I mean, in terms of hard hit and and you know, it's so funny because you can't really know if it's just like oh, it's all injury because it could be natural regression for him because he was so good in the beginning of the season, you know. But um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's well, and that yeah. whole team, right? Like a lot of jo- Jonah Himes' like value was just from like the insane amount of RBIs that he was getting early on. And it was really like, how sustainable are all these RBIs that he's getting at like, you know, it's just, he, he was converting almost all of his hits into run scoring opportunities. Like, yeah. is that sustainable? You know, we're, we're seeing the Rangers just collectively as a team kind of hitting a bit of a, uh, you know, a struggle point right now. Um, so, that I'm sure also comes into play a bit as well, where the team has been um, struggling for the last couple months now. Um, and, you know, maybe he's trying to rush back to try to lend a yep. hand. Maybe they're trying to rush him back because they're like, we need you back. Get You know, so there's a lot of play. Yep. Um, but mm-hmm. at this point in the year, it's definitely worth um, worth the risk, right? So, yes, um, yes. So after Young, Luis Campusano um, yep. was added in twenty-two leagues. Um, I mean, I've I've had him in both of my mains for months, just because I've been low on money for a couple months now, and uh, I realized that I was starting catchers like Shea Langoliers that were killing my average, and Campusano was not going to hurt my average, even though his playing time was. Um, you know, he was probably getting about 40% of the starts with Sanchez there. Um, but he was producing well, even when in those, that limited time. And now I think he's going to be playing like four out of every five games the rest of the year. Um, hit a home run tonight. Um, I really like him. So I think that's a good ad. Um, I, I like the Campesano ad. I definitely had him on the list in case I needed a, um, Needed a bat, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Got good Bowery. Uh, made great contact for a catcher. It's good to have that little catcher edge where you you got a little average boost. And honestly, if if you're a team looking, even in a twelve team league, whatever, um, you know, even if it's not the volume game with him in terms of the, the amount of games they have played, he's going to play. Like I said, he's going to play a majority of the games and. Um, it's still like average is still flippable. Yeah. Um, even to, you know, to like a point one, um, it's doable. And like guys like Camposano help you there, you know, mm-hmm. um, 100%. A, a whole time. Yep. I mean, I, like I see it firsthand. Like my team was in the toilet in average. And I like for a while, it was just like I had Camposano and I had Henry Davis and I kind of, I was just like taking zeros with Henry Davis because I was low on money, but I would see my average creep up because I was like, yeah, I'm not taking, uh, you know, every day at bats at a 210 average every day out of my catcher. Like just taking the zero there was helping my average on top of the rest of my team actually starting to hit. But um, yeah, things, it can definitely change. And, and uh, you know, you have to be careful because that's what I realized. I was just like, I need, I can't keep taking, um, full-time playing time with like a 200 average or sub 200 average at my catcher spot. So I'm just going to get a catcher that is additive to my average 
even if it's across the lower at bats. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. after, after Camposano, um, it's a couple of Rockies guys. So Hunter Goodman was added in 22 leagues, average price of $5. Ella Harris Montero added in 18 leagues at an average price of $3. I was on both these guys, just given their schedule, um, in leagues that I was looking for corner infielders. Um, we mm-hmm. obviously didn't know Bryant was coming back on Monday, so it seems like he's kind of eaten into a lot of that playing time that we were hoping Goodman was going to get. But Montero's um, playing time, at least thus far through three games this week with Bryant back, seems to be safe. I don't know if that's the uh, impression that you're getting as well. Um. Yeah, Montero has been playing still every day. Goodman got in today, batted second after two games where he didn't start. You know, it, yeah. it's we 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 may think we know it now, and then <laughs> on Sunday we're like, oh, yeah, remember when Goodman didn't Montero, start? yeah, yeah, and Montero set Saturday and Sunday or something like that. Um, but yeah, with with a seven game week in Coors this week, and then a seven game week in Coors the final week. That was the, the logic behind it. They, they were two guys that um, I was prioritizing this week. Um, and then the rest of the big ads were really like two start guys that were all, at least thus far, have been largely a disaster. So um, Gavin Stone added in 17 leagues. Uh, Tuki Toussaint added in... Um, 15 T- leagues. Tuki took a dookie on everybody. Tuki uh, took a dookie. Oh my goodness. Ryan Nelson uh, added into 15 leagues, and um, Kyle Wright added in 14 leagues. So they all got blasted um, in their blasted. first start of the week. And um, yeah, I think I think anybody that has those guys, I am with some on stone um i would love a free look and just be able to swap them out um oh, so yeah free look yeah um yeah, yeah but like you know you can it's the, the one thing that really stood out to me is like you know you just normally you see you know guys added in 50 leagues guys added in you know in the 40s this this week it was lawler added in 40 and then everyone else it's just spread spread wide because yep. you know like for me it's kind of like the uh the logic that people talk about where they're drafting and they just have guys completely cross off their list like my funds are limited and i know exactly what i need at this point in the year so like there's just a large swath of players that i don't even need to look at because i'm not looking for middle infield help i'm not looking for outfield help i'm looking for pitching and i'm looking for you know, corner and field or something like that. So it's just, you can narrow the pool of players that you need to look at. Um, so, yeah. I like it. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple guys in this list, like uh, Zach Neto, I took a shot on. Mm-hmm. Nelson Velasquez gets in the game and then, you know, he can get a, any, any, Slip out of playing time, just gonna crush his value. So it's so fickle right now with these guys. They look like he's playing 12 straight games, going crazy for home runs. But 
Um, you know, people can think what they want about how the cold streaks, if they exist or not, if they're predictive or descriptive, whatever. But um, one one fact that it really helps in is, you know, with playing time. Because yeah. um, a guy like Leova Peguero is going to need to play well to stay and play every day and help you in fantasy, you know. So whether or not the hot streak is something that indicates this is who he is, um, it extends their shelf life uh, at this time of the year when teams are trying players out, you know, and getting ready for next season. And that's where you really have to catch yourself uh, paying attention to the lineup pages, uh, whatever. Read the read MLB newsletters, any type of news, because um, that's that's where you'll get your best. Uh, that'll beat any type of analysis you can make on someone's, you know, hard hit uh, metrics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um Tyler McGill got some love again this week. Um, I know we spoke about him a little bit uh, through text, but he he's just, you know, the velocity looks like it's just dipped back down, though, in the last game. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous because I, uh, I scooped him up. And, and um, you That's because he started. He started today. He didn't have the juice of the late inning to, uh, you know, pump through his veins. He, it's a different mindset when you have to pitch the first inning and, you know. No, who are they playing? Uh, Miami, you know, crowd's not even in their seats yet versus coming in like the seventh <laughs> inning. Probably had a couple Red Bulls in the bullpen, <laughs> you know, so it's, I, you know, but yeah, no, I, yeah, he's, uh, it's kind of funny. You see like these guys that like pop up that are just like striking out like guys like crazy, like Robert Stevenson a couple weeks ago. And now it's Tyler McGill. So, you know, Julia Merriweather. Yeah, Julia Merriweather. Oh, but these then, guys have then, been really good. Yeah, but then you you know like you pick them up and then they walk into opportunities and you're just like, you know, dollar for Julian May- Merriweather because yeah. he had, you know, 14 games across the next two weeks and 100%. then Alzalea gets hurt and you look like a genius. Um, and I was stubborn a little bit with that this weekend, admittedly, um, thinking like I. Uh, I was like, came back and worked two games in a row, not thinking, I know, I know. not I... thinking, you know, ah, you know, uh, well, why wasn't he available? Why didn't they use him? And I was like, ah, you know, he just because he didn't pitch for six days and then he did work back to back days. And I just dismissed it and I didn't really, um, I like Merriweather. I had him on the, I, I had him on the list because I was picking up a lot of, middle reliever type that I was I just like their skills. Um trying to close out whip in a couple of leagues. So I'm looking at ball percentage. I really want like ratio protecting guys. Yeah. Ratio improvers. So he was on the list because uh, I, I'm you know had some middle relievers in there and uh I was gonna put him at the top if if I f- was a little more narrow minded about it. Oh mm. a, a little less narrow and just thinking yeah, more on the level of Dr. Dave, I guess I would say. Well, it's like, you know, like uh, Greg pointed this out um, la- like early last week. I think it was like Friday that he he had said that um, on the broadcast that they said Alzale was dealing with some quote unquote for- forearm stuff. Hmm. And so he was like, be, you know, be on the lookout for that, you know, and uh, but then Alzale was pitching after the fact. So that's 
I kind of follow the same logic as you, where I was like, all right, well, he, he's he's fine because he's pitched and he's pitched on back to back days, and you know everything looks good, so I'm not gonna, um, you know, prioritize Mer- Merriweather. So, but uh, you well, I know, gotta get a, I gotta hire a guy to just fucking listen to every single broadcast and just right. mind the news, mind the broadcast news. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just gotta hire a guy for every team. That's Somebody theoretically what next the. Year. I don't know why I just spoke that into the world, but theoretically what the beat writers should be for, but no, <laughs> you guys are not paying attention. Yeah, no, not at this okay. point. Not not no. September. They're sipping on IPAs, talking about fucking crypto with a whole bunch of people, yeah. meatballs. Um, all right. What else do we got here for Fab? Uh, Fab, or do you want to turn it up to something else? Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I thought what would be good um, was, you know, where I was talking about how when you're at this point in the season, you're kind of just looking for certain things and looking mm-hmm. for opportunities. So obviously, like, you know, the next after this Fab, it's two weeks left. So, you know, the first, the most important thing is um, the games played, like you mentioned. So. Yes. Um, you know, just looking ahead, um, Arizona, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay all only have 11 games left. So they have a six-game week and a five-game week. Um, yes. So, you know, that impacts a couple of different things. It impacts, um, obviously, everyday players, but pitchers as well, when you're, when you're looking at pitchers on those teams and then comparing them against pitchers on um, like the Dodgers who have 14 games left um, or, you know, a bunch of teams with 13 games left, you know, that's, that's like, they're only going to have one starter that pitches three times. Whereas those teams that have 14 and 13 games left, the the majority of their pitchers have uh, three starts remaining. So like you just have to kind of start mapping that out. I mean, um, in terms of where, you know, how many starts you're going to have left, um, what you need, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think the, a lot of teams have 13 games. A couple of teams have 12. Um, but the big the big ones that are, you know, substantial that stand out are those those three teams with 11. Um, yeah, and if you just, just look at Arizona, next week they got Quintana, Lucchese, Justin Steele, Jordan Wick, so... Bye-bye, Alec Thomas, who's not playing versus lefties, you know. Um, just You have to look at those things and just cut most of these guys that are just going to be non-factors for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the the tricky thing is, like, so much is changing. Like, from what I do in terms of just, like, monitoring who's starting, like, who when bullpen games are coming in, like – so more more than at any point in the year um rotation plans are changing so it's like it is kind of hard to be like all right you know this team is going to face 14 righties the next two weeks like i think it's easy to do in or somewhat easy to do in the next like week the next seven days you can kind of get a good feel for handedness of pitchers that are loosely scheduled to pitch but it's really hard to do it like over two weeks because mm-hmm. teams are going to get shut shut down guys um bullpen games call-ups especially with minor league seasons ending as well um there's just going to be a lot 
that's happening. So, um, you yeah. know, just try to stay on top of it the best you can. Um, you know, seems yeah. seems like very obvious advice, but um, you it it just it changes so much. No, it really does. Like if you had an opportunity to spend ten minutes in your computer and you maybe you spend ninety percent of it and on fan graphs or Statcast, um, Savant, just just. But spend five minutes on just looking at the schedule. That's it. Yeah, I'm on. Make some notes. You know, to, I, uh, the the roto wire starting pitcher grid. I I think I've been on that like more than any other site the last uh, yeah week or so. Just you know, yeah, because it's it's changing as every game ends. There's something's changing. Some somebody's getting called up. Something's changing with the pitching rotation getting reshuffled. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- mm-hmm. that's the first thing. But then in terms of just like, you know, like I said, certain things I'm looking for at this point in the year. So um, the one thing is uh, like if, if I was looking for like a power stream, it sounds kind of crazy. But um, I think like with what's happened this week with the Brewers in terms of their injuries with Christian Yelich and uh, Mark Canna, um and then they also obviously call this guy up but donaldson um looks like he's gonna have right now four lefties on the schedule next week so i think he's gonna be playing in at minimum those games um and possibly more because you know like maybe he gets some dh at bats against righties like rowdy um hasn't really done anything since he's come up and uh you know So I, I just, yeah, I think like as, as crazy as that sounds, I guess his, uh, whatever his, his grade two plus calf strain miraculously healed. Um, <laughs> I, I think that he's not a bad power stream next week. Um, for speed, what I was looking at, uh, again, looking at the schedule, Boston, um, they had six games next week against three against Texas, three against the Chicago White Sox, who have been the worst. Uh, yes. Worst team at, at uh, allowing stolen bases. Um, so Sedane Rafaela, he's been playing kind of like everywhere. He's been playing. He'll he'll play one day at short, one day at second, one day in center. Um, I think he's gonna keep playing at least. I don't know. Seventy percent of their games, um, just with his versatility at those spots, like. Story really hasn't done much. Um, you know, Duval after Duran got hurt, Duval really hasn't been doing much. So I think there's just going to be enough time for him to to play um, pretty much regularly. And I, you know, just when I see the White Sox on the schedule um, targeting that, I mean, the other team that I love for steals, but it's not super actionable unless you know they clinched tonight. So maybe they start resting guys and start um, – the, the Braves have 13 games, um, seven of which are against the Nats, who are like the second-worst team at uh, holding runners this year. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't know how actionable that is. But if they end up um, – you know, making some sort of roster move and start resting guys. I don't know. Like maybe like I was thinking like maybe like Nicky Lopez, if they just give every infielder like a day off and he's just playing, maybe um, he can be a batting average and, and stolen base threat for you. Um, 
they were a team that really popped in just in terms of who they're playing. San Francisco has seven games against the Dodgers, who are also pretty bad at holding runners, but yes. I just don't know if there's anything um, actionable there as well. Um, and then the last one would be Baltimore. They um, they have four games against Cleveland next week and then two against Washington the following week. So Cleveland, one of the five worst teams at holding runners. Um and again, Washington, also one of those bad teams. Just don't know if there's anything super actionable there unless if uh, Cleveland has Logan Allen. The Nats have a couple lefties, so when lefties are pitching, that's when Mateo tends to make his way into the lineup. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on there. If, if um, there are a couple lefties on the schedule, that could be a spot for Mateo. You know, you can stream Mateo. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I was looking at just in terms of the schedule. Um, Mm -hmm. makes sense. Speed. Um, and then last thing saves, like I said, things have been opening up. So, um, Kenley got put on the IL today for COVID. He's going to be out at least the next week, but you know, I was thinking maybe more like he, he has had other stuff beyond COVID. Um, you know, I think He's had like a hamstring or a knee injury that um, he's kind of been tending to the last couple of weeks. So he's out at least the next week. If by the time he's eligible to come back, um, Boston is really out of it. Maybe they just opt not to, you know, pitch him again. And maybe it's Chris Martin's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. Kinley, um, if he's still available, I think he's going to be the guy the rest of the year. And Merriweather, um, obviously another a good team. They play close games, um, and that opportunity just opened up this week as well. So um, I'm sure he'll be very highly sought after this weekend in leagues that, um, for whatever whatever money people have left, I'm sure he'll be going for a decent chunk of that change. Yeah, I wonder why they changed that this, the COVID thing to seven day mandatory instead of just so you can't abuse it because like you could just you could just be like oh he's showing COVID symptoms we're gonna put him on that, the COVID IL and then that's have- what happened right yeah that's I mean, what happened one hundred percent were doing that yeah last year yeah like, yeah yeah so I mean it it uh I think it makes sense because it's kind of it's crazy that they even have it still but um at least you can't just abuse it because they were definitely, you know, the Dodgers were definitely abusing it last year. Where No, of would... course. No, I remember that. The, the, the Rays too. Yeah. You have, you, um, you, you have a sniffle and you go on the COVID IL for three well, days. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, look, COVID's gone away because there's less, you know, there's less of them in the majors. It's like, well, A, they're not testing anymore or shouldn't. Anyway, <laughs> and then just now it's just, they're just like okay, uh, you can't abuse that. So all yeah. of a sudden, um, they're just gone away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's a good. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't. I didn't think about that. But um, yeah, I like. I like the. Uh, I Raphael is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know, because it seems like they're like you said he's playing multiple positions. He's a premium athlete, premium defender. And it's kind of what you need these days um, in Major League. And 
It's gonna be interesting to see what it does down the stretch for sure. It's four straight starts. Well, and I mean, Boston's had such a a really weird schedule the last like couple days because they, you know, they had the doubleheader on Tuesday against the Yankees, and they're gonna have a doubleheader yep. tomorrow against the Yankees, and like, yep. they basically were like, oh, he's gonna play both ends of that doubleheader. So like, I don't know who who knows what would have happened with his playing time had they not had that doubleheader and then this doubleheader tomorrow. So it'll be probably pretty telling what he does if he over the weekend like if he plays if he plays two out of the three games over the weekend i would feel pretty comfortable saying like hey he's gonna play two out of every three games the rest of the year just because of his versatility the revolving door aspect of their second base position pretty much the whole year story really has really struggled i could just see them having him just take a day off or or dh every third day or something like that and Center field, like they, you know, Duval has been in in center and Abreu. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. He doesn't really look like a center fielder to me either. So they, they kind of just, um, yeah. With Rafael's athleticism, I think like he could just get en- enough of the playing time there. Um, yeah. Also. Yep. Hundred percent. I like that. Ah. All right, what else we got here? Um, Josh Donaldson, yeah, this guy, he's just crushing lefties all all season long. He's still got a high bow rate, and yeah, like you said, he's got four lefties coming up, and this should. Be... It's so hard though because the one thing that it could backfire, like if he doesn't play, you know. Um, yeah. But Tarang's been good defensively, but horrendous at the plate. Well, especially um, against lefties too. Like he's not going to play especially against lefties. lefties. Yeah. So, so and, it's like they'll play yeah. Monasterio at second, and then they can play Donaldson at third. Yep. Andrew Monasterio leading off for the playoff team. Pretty, pretty nice. But he's done. He he's, he's done good. well. He's yeah, good. he's good. Yeah, that boy good. Um, yeah, with, without a doubt. And um, yeah, just it's 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 interesting if like the. The players that can really, tr- you know, kind of make an impact down the season for you, it 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 could be someone you never thought of. Yeah, and I struggle too because even some players that I really f- haven't liked, you know, maybe this season or the last two season profiles I didn't like. There's a couple guys that are popping up to me that I'm like, oh man, this, this looks pretty interesting, but I have to get rid of that bias about that person, <laughs> about yeah. that player. You know what I'm trying to say? It's, yeah. Uh, it's almost like a path that yeah, Jake McCarthy got called back up, and I was surprised that like fifty-one percent of the team still had him. Um, yeah, you know, he he hasn't been around in a while, but he got hot at the uh, yeah four homers in his last seven games. Yeah, um, that's what I, I looked at when I saw him in the lineup. Because I, I was like, I had tickets to the Mets game, but as is the case with pretty much every game I've had tickets to this year, like rain man. was in the rain was in the fucking forecast and. Then I looked at the li- the lineup and and Corbin Carroll wasn't in it. I was like, God damn it, man! Like mm-hmm. so. And then I was like, Oh, McCarthy's back up. So then I was like, I was like, Let me see what he's been doing at AAA. Um, yeah. And like over the last probably like two weeks, he's hit like six home runs and stolen six bases or so. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, so. he should be. It's his seventeenth time in AAA <laughs> now, and he's 27, 26. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he should be doing that. Uh, and and uh, he was playing. At Colorado, which 
which whatever the Colorado AAA affiliate is, I'm sure yeah. it's an insane hitting environment. So, um, and the way those AAA series are, you play like six games in a row at the same park, so you kind of get pretty comfortable. Same batter eye. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you take that with a grain of salt. I don't yeah. know what he did tonight, but um, I, I know they, they they got killed. So I'm sure couldn't have done any much of anything. So. <laughs> Uh, one for, yeah. One for four. One for four. Yo, one for four. Yeah. So you just, I mean, you got to like, like, like we keep saying, like, um, you just got to pay attention to playing time changes. Like, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody I saw caught my eye, like, uh, Kiner Falefa has been playing a ton. Yeah. Yep. He's a perfect example of a profile that you hate. And then yeah, see the guy. Need, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no. That's such a yeah. That's you, you just nailed it exactly what I was trying to say before because, um, definitely not a guy I ever rostered. But at some point, you're like, oh, PT, maybe Playing some time speed. is everything. Yeah, PT really is everything. Um, at this point in the year, especially. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Just definitely look at your. Definitely look at the schedules and look at your roster. And then, like I said, that's that should be half more, more than half of the work you should be doing and looking for any guys to pick up, you know. Um, yeah. And you look at the numbers. But, yeah, interesting week next week, too. I don't know. Are you going to treat it like week by week or are you going to try to shoot for, you know, grabbing guys the best two-week snapshot because you have limited money? I haven't even thought about what I'm going to do yet. I got to look. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what I'll probably do half and half where I'll just say, you know, I, like, I mean, I know I have an easy cut in Siri um, in the league that I, I would say is like most competitive. I know I have an easy cut in Siri. Um, and then I just got to look layout. I'm, I'm, I'll probably need a, a pitcher or two. Um so it's kind of weird. Like I've, I've kind of rebalanced my teams over the last two or three weeks where for the longest time I was just loading up on pitchers. Um, and then I've kind of completely flipped at this point in the year where one of my mains, I only have one bench pitcher. Um, hmm. So mm-hmm. now I might go back a little bit and grab a couple of, um, you know, these high K good ratio middle relievers just to have in case you know for that final week um so yeah i'll I'll probably do make sure that if if i'm grabbing a reliever it's not on a team with like an 11 game week i want to make sure that yeah give myself the most opportunities to for for them to get in into the game um but yeah just got to be cognizant of the matchups as well um so yep yeah, um, it'll probably be a little bit of a combo where I'll probably look for any batter. It'll be the two week for the pitcher. Just play the mat, like lay out the matchups. Um, that's pretty much what I've been doing the last month or so since my funds have been so low. It's like any any move I make, I gotta make sure I know where their starts are gonna be and that like, all right, will I play them this week? Yes or no? If no, do I have enough coverage on the rest of my staff? Like. You know, that's that's been my decision tree for weeks now. So um, I'm well versed in it. It's just 
that I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing the wrong buttons <laughs> when I make those decisions. But yeah, uh, yeah, 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 totally agree. Um, crucial time of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next week there's only one team I can imagine playing five games at the Diamondback. There's several teams playing seven games, and um, Baltimore's on the you know, all on the road, but they're facing some really good pitching. They got seven games, they might be getting, um, I think it's pretty much been confirmed that Heston Kerstad is coming up for Brian Mountcastle, who's had some shoulder injuries. And, um, you know, they're facing a whole bunch of righties, too. So, you, gotta, you know, you can go like a guy like Adam Frazier is pretty boring. But even in even in online championships where, where it's just not normally as deep, um, it's hard. But sometimes you have to look past like name, name, name value and then just look at the matchups and the scheduling because that's 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 big, you know, Um yeah. Uh, some teams that have uh, some games with, uh, against um, a bunch of lefties. You got the Twins and uh, um, no, sorry, the um, hmm, Tampa Bay Dodgers. Ma- yeah, Dodgers Milwaukee. Have a lot of lefties, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're all playing against four lefties, so um, could be in Harold Ramirez type of week. Um, he, he usually starts for all lefties. Well, and now, especially with the Siri injury too, I think he's mm-hmm. his playing time is going to take up a little bit. Uh, yep, a little bit not more. a good week for like Jonathan Aranda. You know, he's picking up some PT versus righties, so um, m- more so even for the guys that you're going to pick up in Fab, just you just look at your own rosters too. You know, um, yeah. Well, and Tampa too, and they have the eleven game, like mm-hmm. so. So yep. that's the other tough thing about Tampa is now, it, you know. They're they're heavy, heavily, heavily against a short side platoon, and their schedule uh, makes it so it's like even less playing time for 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 the you know their lefty hitters. So it's almost like you can't can't pursue it because um, it's just not worth it. Yeah, even less even less games when they're on a team with the least amount of games, and now they're kind of heavily leaning against facing left-handed pitching. Yeah. Yep. Um, fun times, right, Dom? I mean, it's the stuff is just Pull what your, we... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun when things are going well. It's not so fun when you're pulling your hair out, looking at this stuff. And then also you're uh, torching yourself with throwing <laughs> assholes. Like, so uh you know but, i think it's fun to really you know, torture yourself to about all the what what could have been and what should have been um but, but hey you know what think we about all the times long think about all winter the times, ahead so. of us yes yeah long winter so it's just the uh, last last push and then uh that's you why know. we get into so many drafts because we're like, there's so many things we want to put exactly. I was gonna, I was gonna say like last push, and then you get the whole winter off. But honestly, no. I'll probably just hop right into DC. So yeah, I'm taking like two, maybe ten days to two weeks off tops. Uh, I'm getting right back into it. My uh, best DCs hey, were the hey, ones Trump. I drafted right off the yes. list last. So yes. I'm like, I'm gonna do those, and then I'm gonna take my break. So I wanna, I wanna. 
it's good value involved. to be had. Yeah, yeah, I want to be involved in the setting of ADP, and then and then I'm gonna <laughs> chill and actually do research. Yeah, no, it 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 really is a good thing to get into them early if you feel comfortable with it, and you know, there's a lot to be had, and and not only grabbing that value then, but then just you don't have to cram everything in in February. You know, if you yeah. want just like little by little research or just do a draft every six weeks or something, a slow draft, hop into a slow draft, it just get your, uh, just get the flow going, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, there'd be a lot of stuff popping in the Patreon this, this off season. So if you didn't, if you're not a part of the Meatball Mafia now, um, when everyone goes to sleep in the off season, I'm going to be doing a podcast every single day. I'm going to be diving into a pitcher and a hitter every day as long as um as well as mine in the news so um by the time the season rolls around i'll i'll be deep diving at, at 200 to 300 players on a podcast so when everyone's playing fo- foosball you can come <laughs> over and uh if you're a diehard fantasy baseball fan and come check that out well, and, and even if you're not even if you're not a, fa- a diehard even if you just want like the best thing is like i said the best thing about your patreon is like the weeks like this week where you know i just weekends are crazy for me with kids and stuff like that and i just i'm not as locked in as i am during the week where you know i'm up watching the games after the kids are in bed and stuff like that um you know your your fab coverage is like i mean immeasurably helpful for me because i can just get caught up so fast and that last minute scramble, which is like typically <laughs> what fab is for me is a scramble is while it is still a scramble. It's, I feel much more prepared in terms of like understanding everything that's happened over the last couple of days and, and just how, what to attack in terms of fab, where the opportunities are. Um, I'm not like without that, like got compass guide, um, it's just it like i said it's it's perfect it's like that's the perfect way to describe it. it's like a compass like it's directing how you should be picking guys up and instead of having to flip through box scores and stuff like that and see um or you know go for where the opportunities are from handedness perspectives and stuff like that for the upcoming week like you have it just covered and i'm just like it's been such a great resource for me for somebody that has limited time on the weekend so I really can't uh, recommend it enough. If you, if you're in high stakes leagues, if you're in just regular leagues, like you just do such a great job of uh, making sure people are prepared for the upcoming week. So it's been thank you, phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm um, I I've really tried to just put in everything into it that I would want to read. Um, if I was consuming it, and um. You know, just uh, once I go to a level and uh, it's hard for me to go back, you know, and um, just try to do that consistently, whether it's trying to find out more about a a picture, you know, and because I think that's um, something that where it's where the edge lies is, is really in the actionable move, you know, like Jay-Z likes to say a lot, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Zimmerman, but the actionable stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, we can, we can dive into 
Kevin Galsman and Spencer Strider all we want, but what are they going to do? You, you, you're still going to start the guys, you right. know? It's it's those fringe pitchers that we're trying to find out. Are they real? Are they not? Is this new pitch a thing? Is it just a one-game thing? So all those little things into trying to make the best decisions um, after that. And that's what I can't wait for the offseason for that because, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna really dive in, and it's a, it's only gonna help me too, you know. Just really trying to feed everything to back to everyone else, you know. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna yeah. be fun. It's gonna be fun off season, and um, we gotta close this out. Last two weeks, it's gonna be crazy. I'm in battles with good friends of mine, like Jason Dupont. We're battling in our super auction, and it's uh, like same categories and everything, and, and it's just it's. It sucks to have to go against your friends, you know, but it's 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 also great at the same time because there's good there's good shit talking going on and 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 you know, um, you know you know you got to bring you have to bring it you have to bring everything, yeah. <laughs> otherwise you're gonna get smoked, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. I heard uh, I heard Maddie and Phil talking about that on on their pod this week. It just um, they were talking about you know like. Oh, like who do you avoid in your leagues and stuff like that? And I'm like, and I was listening to it. And I'm like, we're getting to the point where it's like, we all know each other at a certain point. So it's like we kind of like, there's gonna be a tipping point where like we all become familiar with another that like we can't yeah. really do the whole like avoid. You just have to be like, all right, I'm gonna only be in a league with one of these guys I know, as opposed right, to like, right, right, you know, because right. like we're just gonna get to a point where it's like impossible to always avoid each other um yeah but, uh, I, I was like laughing at that because they were like yeah, yeah no it's avoid? true it's like, it's like gladiators dc we get into it you know with each other because it's just whatever yeah it's you know yeah it's, it, it's competitive but it's it's it's, it's and you, know, you can not, only you can stakes. only control so much in that where it's like you, well you that's draft what i'm saying the, yeah right right everyone talks to each other now so when you're talking about fab you like or, or, or players on the wire, then, you know, if, if they're in your league, obviously, you know, you got to kind of be careful. But Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to get to the point where, yeah, we talk, we, uh, we talk so much to so many different people that it's, you know, inevitable and, like, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Without a doubt. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right, awesome. I think we cranked out some good stuff this week, and uh, – We'll see where this uh, next week takes us. Yeah. We'll see what we're talking about next week. It seems like uh, we'll be getting a whole bunch of new, um, new, new players in there. New players of interest. You know, like I mentioned, um, Heston Kerstad. Uh, he got PCA Pico Armstrong for the Cubs is up, yeah. and got Johnny Means who came back. You got. Uh, Henry Davis will probably come back from the IL, so maybe you'll get some interest there. Estevan Florial is now playing for the Yankees every day in center field. They got Shane Bieber and T-Mac coming back, you know. So uh, do you want to maybe – I picked up T-Mac this week in, um, on a couple of teams because I was like, listen, like um, even if I get one start, um, it could be a good one. They'll let – their last two weeks, they're at KC and then versus Baltimore. And in the last week of the season, they have a home Reds and then at Detroit. So if I get one of those games, the home Reds are at Detroit. I feel good about T-Mac going five and being dominant, you know? So, um, yeah. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting weekend. I think we're gonna see, you know, like you mentioned, the turnover in the club bullpen, the Red Sox bullpen. So, yeah, um, it's, 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 <laughs> it out like a dozen quality players. And, and here's the best part: is that next week, five percent less teams will be adding players. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, so be less competition for all these guys. But yeah, that yeah, if you stash the money lot. aside, you could really clean up with a whole bunch of you know need from you know uh, categories. You could just attack specific things, and if you need a saves push, and you you know you have the hammer, you can get two closers in one weekend to like end the season. So it's gonna be cool. Like, um, like I really can't wait for it. It's good stuff. All right, yeah. Dom. Um, thanks for uh, hopping out again, and hopping on, and um, doing this with me this year. If anyone um, is not on the Reliever Recon Patreon, uh, you should do that instantly, for the, especially for these last couple of weeks of the season where uh, you guys are always doing a great job covering everything, answering a whole bunch of questions in the Discord, and just, um the only thing I, I, I outsource to uh, the professionals, you know, um, I do my own diving into the bullpens too, but it's such a, it's such a good head start, you know, to get all that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm at, I'm out of my daily league now, my home league. So um, you're, even though your, your morning articles are geared for that, you know, streaming, it's still, it's still good to I don't know how you do it, man, because sometimes I try to pick up on the things you're picking up on in terms of, like you said, when people are bulking, when they're starting. And I'm still like texting like, Dom, who the fuck is pitching on t- for the Pirates on Tuesday? <laughs> sometimes I'm just trying to figure I don't know why it gives me the most tension in my neck than any other thing in fantasy. It's like trying to figure that out. It's such a good avenue to really be good at and to understand and to you know, get not a lot of people go that route. Not a lot of people care for using that, you know, the bulk guy or, or anything like that. It's just like, I want a starter and I want a closer, <laughs> you know, yeah. want anything in the middle. And, um, but like I said, there's some times where I'm like, Oh, I think I have the pattern. I see what's going on. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is it? <laughs> I know. Well, that's, I mean, even for me, that's sometimes like, giants drive me crazy with that where it's like you think yeah you think uh you know exactly what they're gonna do and like it's this guy's day to throw and he just doesn't throw for another three days and you're like but but uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah crazy shit but yeah so check out the reliever recon check out the pull here to patreon and um we'll get we'll help you guys to uh capture some league titles at the end of the season and uh thanks for listening don't be a bag of shit <laughs>